Welcome on in to this Tuesday, March 22nd edition of Megan Fun of Sports. It is March. We got NFL news. Megan's team has a new quarterback. Sweet 16 update for you all. And a bunch of other stuff on this edition of Megan Fun of Sports. But before we get into the nitty gritty and the meat of this, I'm doing a little gimmick this week where I am do I am betting every single pick that Harry puts out, Harry of okay. points and against all odds, because Harry, for those of you who don't follow him, first of all, you should, but he's on vacation every single week. He's always in a new locale. And I think he makes a lot of his money via gambling. <laughs> that seems like a safe bet. So and he puts all of his picks out there for us to gamble on. So it hit me okay. one day. I'm like, why am I not taking advantage of this? I too want to be on vacation every day. So do I. I'm going to a cabana today. Mm. So no I've been bet, betting, no betting everything um, Harry's been betting. And this is uh, the third day I've done it. And every single one has lost. So no. today, <laughs> the pick for Harry, we are taking the under. And I believe it is uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Are playing, um, oh my god, this is terrible research. The Hawks Knicks, the under, we're taking it's 226. So bet the under today, extrapoints.com or fanduel.com slash extra points. All right, Megan, let's get into it. You have a new quarterback. I'm so happy. You are. Well, I maybe the word is relieved. You know, I feel like a wife that's just been wounded and has been lied to and cheated on and embarrassed in front of the entire community. And I got a nice, kind new boyfriend who's going to treat me right and loves my kids and cook me dinner. And I just. For two years, like, maybe. Yeah, but that's okay. That's yes. okay. It's really, he's like soothing almost, Matt Ryan. Like, yes. I, I saw the photos of him landing in Indy today. Those two twin boys, I go, love them. They had little blue uh, loafers on. I couldn't. Um, and all I ever hear about him is that he was incredible in, in Atlanta as a human being, great for the community, on the right side of everything you want to be on the right side of. And that is exciting when you've had this much chaos at that position for now going on six years. This has to be the best you've felt since the day Andrew Luck retired during the preseason. Yeah, I mean, this this feels like a real quarterback. And, and I've been listening to the talking heads, too, because it's like, I'm excited, my family's excited, all the Colts fans I know, you know, but, but the bar is low. Mm -hmm. And so I do hear talking heads go, he ain't got it anymore. And then I hear talking heads go, you know what? He got it. They, Philip Rivers, who couldn't throw past 20 yards, took him to the playoffs. Carson Wentz almost took him to the playoffs. And at least now it's like there's an adult in the room, as they like to say, um, who works hard and I think does, still does have it and has just sort of been in an organization that was kind of in upheaval and chaos constantly. Well, I mean, that's why they couldn't sign Baker because the Browns got rid of him because they needed an adult at the position. And so the only adult left was either Jimmy Garoppolo or Matt Ryan. Um, but no, in all seriousness, Baker apparently did want to go to the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts yeah. had no interest in him. I think Matt Ryan was, was really their best option given what was available. I mean, you have Jimmy G. There's a lot of questions because he's 
faced a fair amount of injuries in his career, and mm-hmm. he's had off-season surgery, and that's a big concern for a lot of teams. So I think this this Matt Ryan is a good fit. Yes, he's a little bit older, but I think you combine him with the Colts running game, you give him another receiver, which the Colts I, I, haven't we, done yet. We need a receiver at So this you point. give him a receiver, I think things will be good for the Colts. This is good. This is exciting. Last week you were down on Matt Ryan. I'm, I'm glad that you've come around. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I'm just like, we have someone great. Good. I was hoping, I was hoping we'd um, have a quarterback before I had a baby. And I do feel for Baker. I I really, um, I think what we saw transpire in the NFL last week was disgusting Mm -hmm. and disheartening and uh, and kind of predictable, unfortunately, um, as we saw Deshaun Watson, um, the grand jury for the 22 victims, um, failed to like go forward with criminal charges, and then the rat race that began for him. Um, and I think you and I are both women and know enough to say, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Know enough to say these type of instances end up not being prosecuted. And so when you hear people be like, but the grand jury, it's like, these are not things that are settled in court. And to believe that the court is going to be on the right side of this is naive and stupid. And and so it's really, I, I feel for Browns fans. I know a lot of Browns fans that have said, I'm out. Um, and I'm, I'm out for the next four years. I think the way they structured his contract just shows that was the, a big one to me. I mean, yeah. it's a, it changes the landscape of contracts for quarterbacks in the NFL moving forward. And it's quite the guy to give all the guarantees to, I mean, we don't know what happened, but it doesn't, it doesn't appear good. And the fact that everything is guaranteed just doesn't really send the best message to say the least. No, I really, and, and so I feel for Baker. I, I saw his. Um, letter and obviously then the Browns statement and it's like it's just um, it's tough Um, but I'm happy to have a guy to believe in and and a lot of Falcons fans have been sad and I go that's a great sign because that did not happen with Carson Wentz well I was doing a deep dive on him this morning and I was honestly looking to find some dirt because we're going to give him a grade here in a second um, based on all of the things that you weigh into account when you look at your franchise quarterback and I couldn't really find much. So so let's let's dive no into dirt. Matt Ryan and his background, and we're going to decide on his grade. So he married. We are very, on this podcast, on Megan Fun of Sports, we are very into the wives. We want to know yeah. everything about the quarterback wives, the football wives, everything the about wags. them. He married a woman named Sarah Marshall. She is now okay. Sarah Marshall Ryan. They met at Boston College, and Sarah is an athlete herself. She was main female athlete of the year. She played basketball. She was a point guard at BC. I am a former season ticket holder of Boston College basketball. Don't ask me why, but um, I did purchase season tickets for them. Not a huge draw in Boston. But it sounds like Sarah was the athlete in this relationship. They actually met in the weight room. Megan, of what course. Do you, how did this conversation go down? Uh, I mean, do you want me to spot you? Um, sure. I love, um, how often athletes wind up with former athletes because, you know, I'll be watching hard knocks and I go, that's a softball player wife right there. I see her. That's a volleyball player wife. So you really can tell. Um, and I think you were a college athlete. Like it, 
Megan, they it was put us all in a little there. Bubble. It was they all do. there at your fingertips. They and put us in a little bubble. We arrive on campus early. They tell you these are your friends. They are also athletes. You will be in the same classes together and take all of these seminars together about being a student athlete and you'll have all of these meetings together. So really the athletes at these schools, at least at Northwestern, all the athletes were friends with other athletes, which is why yeah. reading the story just was even more difficult for me because it kept reminding me that if Jimmy G went to Northwestern, which he wanted to, I would have married mm -hmm. him. So it was tough yeah. reading all this story. Um, they did meet in the weight room. Um, Matt Ryan was offered a scholarship at Purdue. That's a great sign to me. Cradle of quarterbacks. That's what they call us. That is true. Um, <laughs> his decision came down to Iowa or BC. So I think this is, this is another check for us. Um, he scored a 32 on the Wonderlick test. Which you and I took like two questions from and couldn't do. No, we couldn't. No. Um, it was tied with Brian Brom for the highest quarterback score in the 2008 draft class. Um, his nickname is Maddie Ice. Yeah. Now, this came about when he launched a website at Boston College, his senior gear, called MaddieIce.com. The nickname obviously came from Natty Ice, and the website was a link to all of his college highlights. So this was like pre-Instagram, pre-all those things. So I think it's kind of funny that he actually made a website with all this stuff. And the nickname has stuck. Do you I like mean, the nickname? Yeah, I love it. I love okay. it. And, you know, I have a dear friend named Maddie Ryan. Um, and so I was texting him yesterday too. Like, it's always been so funny to me that it's a, it's obviously a common name. Um, but I would, I love the Colts social media has been doing lots of ice cubes. They've been showing the snow. Um, it feels like, yeah, if, if an old quarterback can be refreshing, then this is what that is. And I say that as someone who's about to become an old mother. You're not old. I'm, I know, I know, but old by like, um, I've been watching the Gilded Age, old by the Gilded Age. <laughs> <laughs> and as we mentioned, he has twins. So, and they are so cute. And you know who else had twins? Peyton Manning. Okay. Oh. So wow. big, big twin franchise over here. Wow. Um, I'm not a super religious person, but every morning I do wake up and I look up and I say, someone has to have twins and God, I will volunteer because I would only like to be pregnant once. So. I really wanted twins. <sighs> a lot of people say I'm crazy when I, I know. say that. No, my doctor was like, you don't want that. And I was like, yes, I do. I think if it's the first birth, it's going to... One and Parenting done. is going to be hard no matter what. Yes. And you have no idea what you're doing. But exactly. if you have twins right away, it's all you know. So and you're done. You're out. Yep. So I am uh, doing a twin rain dance. For one of my fears. Kids. One of my fears, because my dad's a twin. Mm. And so one of my fears is that we go for a second and then I have twins. Because my grandmother, two boys, and she goes, okay, I'll try one more time for a girl. Twin boys. Oh, boy. Oh my gosh, what do you do? What do you do? Then you got four boys on your hand and they were all wild. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is scary. So the best way to have twins is right First. at the beginning. <laughs> and I did, I, I stalked her Instagram this morning. This is Matt Ryan's wife, Sarah Ryan, Sarah Marshall Ryan. And I think it's hilarious that her name is Sarah Marshall, by the way. I know. Um, but she had, like, when they announced they had twins, you know, they had a two and they were holding up the two. And it was like, oh, just something about the number two in this family. 
Yeah. Well, and even when we saw a picture of him this morning, CJ goes, didn't Carson Wentz wear number two? And I go, I, don't, I have no fucking idea. It's gone. You know, and I wish him well. I actually think Washington is so perfect for him. Like, they, it's like, he should have been there from the beginning. That seems like a great marriage. Um, I hope Baker finds a place. I hope Jimmy G finds a place. Marcus Mariota, obviously, when uh, we got... Matt Ryan for a third round pick. Oh my gosh. Um, they, the Falcons signed Mariota to a two year, I think it was 18.75 in that vicinity. The pride of Hawaii. I'm happy for him too. And I'm, I did not want him. He's, I think he seems like a lovely man. I love Hawaii and they ride hard for him, but it, he, it, you don't know what, you don't know what you're getting. You really don't. I think you, you, as in the Colts, got the best quarterback available. So you should be happy. And Matt Ryan seems like a really great guy. This this is good. This is good. I'm happy for Colts fans. Um, I hope they don't beat the Patriots, but I'm happy for you. And we welcome all Browns fans. That's the only drawback of not getting Baker. I was like, I think we're going to get... I think wherever Baker goes, some Browns fans are going to go with him. I agree with you. That's tough yeah. for Browns fans. And I, I, I don't... I hate Baker, but I don't love him. I'm on Baker's side in this scenario, but I do think whatever team signs Baker, you have everything that comes with Baker. You have a little bit of drama. You have the commercials. You have the fact that he's outspoken on social media, the fact that his wife is outspoken on social media. None of these are necessarily bad, but Matt Ryan doesn't bring any of that baggage with him. No, he just brings loafers and give in to Black Lives Matter charities, and I say, that's what's up, vaccinated? <laughs> yes. I mean, I need so little. I think after this, he could run for mayor of Indianapolis. And you know what? I would welcome that. That would be... I would welcome that. Um, I think he could still go back to Atlanta and run for mayor of Atlanta. They love could. him there. Or maybe in Boston. I don't know. Boston College, people aren't really into college And he's a there, Philly but... boy. You know, he's got a, he's got a great And he came pedigree. out of Philly nice, which I, is... When tough. someone told me he was from Philly, I go, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> no, he seems, he seems like a Dakota or a Midwest, you know? Definitely. Um, did you hear about this Urban Meyer story that came out on The Athletic? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is hilarious. For our listeners who didn't check it out yet, there's an article on The Athletic all about our favorite former NFL coach, Urban Meyer. We loved this story. On we miss show. him. He was an absolute disaster, but we loved mm -hmm. following along with it. Obviously, we know about Grindergate. We know about how he kicked a kicker. He mm -hmm. is no longer a coach in the NFL, but I don't think we knew exactly how much of a disaster things were going in Jacksonville. I mean, this guy didn't even know who Aaron Donald was. When they yeah. were looking at film, he was like, this 99 guy, he's, he's going to be a problem. What's his name? That seems to be the most um, like damning thing coming out of the article, which is funny, and I hope Aaron Donald like feels pride in that. Um, I God, I miss Urban. <laughs> I really do. And like, where is he? I mean, last we knew, he was um, celebrating. I believe it was New Year's at Mar-a-Lago, um, and then he has not been seen or heard from. Uh, higher tail. I so think he it's was like, at a pro day recently. I saw a picture okay. of Bill Belichick and him at a pro day. No, I'm not sure if this is a pro, a pro day picture from this year or a pro day picture from last year. I think it's this year because there were less masks, but okay. there was a picture but, of him and, and Bill Belichick. Apparently they're friends 
But yeah. after reading this article, it seems they have very little in common. Well, and it's like, I'd love an update on his marriage. Um, so I don't know, you, you know, it was, when he got fired, all the coaching, college coaching jobs were basically taken, and he's definitely got a little stink on him. So will he wind up on Fox doing, like, play-by-play -play or analysis? That's the only location I could see him going. I mean, he's going to um, get paid more doing that than he would coaching. Did you see these deals they're just giving out lately? Damn! Yeah. But I'm I when I first saw the article, I thought it was from him his perspective. I thought it was being like what I lived through. And then when I was seeing everything, I was like, oh no, 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 this is another trash piece, thank God. So it sounds like just to give you all the gist of this article, Urban Meyer basically buried every single player on the team at mm -hmm. some point or another. Buried, buried every single position coach at some point mm -hmm. or another. Um, made fun of guys who are from the South because they're dumb and don't process yeah. information. This is yeah. Urban's words, not mine. Yeah. Um, kicked a kicker. Didn't mm -hmm. know who some high-level NFL players are that everybody should know, especially an NFL head coach. Um, My mom knows who Aaron Donald is. What you know, I did like not understand, though, was that Famous, infamous flight that he missed yeah, right. after losing well, to the he Bengals. Did not, that he did not take. Did not take. Nobody realized that he wasn't on the plane. Uh, well, maybe they didn't hate him that much then. You know, they were 0-4 then. And so it's like, maybe you just get on. You know, you, we've seen pictures from, I think I'd be on the plane. Like, anyone want to play cards? Like, <laughs> what'd you get to eat? I think I'd be socializing. But you see guys, like, hoodies up, headphones on. And they're probably like... I don't give a, I don't care what this asshole is. So I have a little <laughs> bit of experience flying on a team plane because when I worked you in the You got Patriots, to fly on the would, team plane? I would fly on the team plane. Megan, give us some deets. What would you wear? Um, we had to dress formal. Okay. I mean, like business casual. Okay, so you were in like um, unless, a slack? Well, unless it was, we got the green light to wear, to wear sweats, but then it had to just be Patriot sweats. And those okay. were usually like the West Coast trips. Okay, okay, okay. So you're in um, nice gear. Who would you sit with? We all had assigned seats. Okay. Um, and it was very, this is at least how the Patriots would do it. There were like six buses. And mm -hmm. so the players would be on the first three buses. And then so bus buses. four was usually the marketing clients. So they would sell a portion of the plane out to rich people and then they would sell the trip and, and all of the things. And then us staff were like on the last bus. Did the people, did the people, going. I'm sorry, this is fascinating to me. Did the people on bus four have like strict rules? Like you don't need to go up to Tom Brady and be asking oh, him yeah. stuff. Well, they okay. never would have been able to anyways, because the way it was set up was like bus one, two, and three with players and football staff, they would like take off. And then we would follow them, and then they'd all get off the bus and board the plane, and then there was sort of like a waiting period, and then we would get on the plane through a different door. So, the back door? Well, the players actually got on the back door. We got on the front door. Wow. So there was very little, if any at interaction. all, interaction between football coaches, players, and staff, and non-football coaches, players, and staff. But when you're going to the bathroom... Well, actually, they're like right behind my seat that I always mm -hmm. sat in. There was a bathroom, but I couldn't go to that bathroom because that was the player bathroom. So I had to get okay. up and go all the way to the front of the plane to go to the bathroom. Okay. And then so what was the food like? Um, it was 
plain meal. I mean, like airplane meals. So I love airplane be, food. There would be different options. I mean, there was usually like a fish option, a, a yeah. chicken option, maybe a steak option, if you will. Um, great snacks. My favorite okay. was when you boarded the plane, there were um, almond butter and and jelly sandwiches. Sometimes there were um, Nutella and peanut butter sandwiches. I would grab like a handful of those for my room. And it they, just set up like in a, in like a bar? Right when you walked on the plane. Wow. Yeah. So you and then kind of grab the, whatever you wanted. Were the flight attendants, did you have the same flight attendants? The whole time. And they knew our names, everything. Miss and Megan in, is what they would call me. I loved it. And they were in Patriots gear. Uh, no, in, flight attendant gear. <clears throat> okay. And was the plane, like, did you have more leg room than you do on, say, like a commercial flight? So the plane was separated, like there was first class in the back, the middle marketing section that was all coach, and then the front was first class again. And okay. I noticed I was like first to get bumped up into the first class. So if someone couldn't come on a trip, then I would get bumped up. But it was like the head of PR was up there, like the head of social was up there. So it was all like the heads of things that were up, okay. up there. And all the players are in first class. Yeah, but first class in the back. The back is first class. Okay, wow. This is so fascinating. Mm -hmm. And was there little Patriots logos inside too? Oh yeah, I don't know if you've seen the Patriots plane. You really can't miss it. It's completely decked out with Patriots logos. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. I love this. And and, um, Big Daddy Kraft, he's on the flight. Oh no. Oh no. He flies private on his own plane. Yeah, his own plane. He's got All stuff right. to do. He's not getting there till Sunday, you know. We're okay. getting there Saturday night. And any 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 spouses, like Bill's no. wife? Mm-mm. No. Oh, well, she would actually return on, on the return flight. She would usually come with us. Not on the going there flight, but on the return <sighs> flight. Linda, she is lovely. Does it ever get rowdy? No. Oh, God, no. Not the Patriots. Wow, this is so cool. Okay, thank you. Thank you for answering all my questions. So anyways, we but as I was this. saying, like, I don't know how the... the um, the Jaguars run their team plane, but like if Bill Belichick was missing from the Patriots plane, it would be <laughs> very know. obvious. He has his assigned seat. He's always there. There are staffers giving him an iPad instantly after the game so that he can break things down. But how did they not realize that Urban was not on this flight back from Cincinnati? I don't think they care. <laughs> I mean, like, I think they care about the team. I don't think they care about Urban. Okay. Um, and I think at that point, he was like probably already a joke to them. Um, Four games in. And it's also maybe just like, you know, you're talking about how the Patriots operated, which I think in a lot of ways, this is going to pain me to say, it's considered sort of like the gold standard of of how an operation is run. And then we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's probably on the other end of the spectrum, I'm guessing. Yes. I bet it was wild in there. <laughs> I'm like, let's, I'm like, well, if there's, there's a plane teams. I want to get on, it's the Jaguars plane. I feel like yeah, I think yelling. a lot of other teams, like I just described our traveling experience. I think a lot of other teams, their traveling experience is much more fun. Yeah. I bet. So, um, all right, let's take a quick, uh, break here and we're going to come back and talk all about the sweet 16, maybe a little bit of baseball. We'll be right back. Okay, we are wait, back. Can I ask one more plane question? Yes, of course. Would you? Where, oh wait, actually, it's maybe two parts. Um, were there TVs? Um, I don't remember. I think wow. I think so. Yeah, I and think then, so. 
Would you ever like fall asleep and wake up and you drooled on yourself and you're like, oh no, I hope Tom didn't see. Uh, I would fall asleep. So right after the game, we would leave one hour after. So yeah. the game would end one hour. The so bus mad would dash. get right on the plane. So there were a <clears> lot <throat> of ones that I definitely fell asleep during. I never, they were so far away from us. I never thought about if the players. Okay. Uh, most of them, because in New England, they're like royalty, you know, and yeah. we can get to uh Julian Edelman in just a second because he's been in the news lately but a lot of them like they knew my face and they knew my name but I think a lot of them would act like they didn't and so I'd be like mm, okay they just weren't oh you no know, they were high end so there were there were no um like uh mile high club propositions being made definitely not. <laughs> I would have been definitely. walking up and I would have been walking up and down the aisles like any takers hello <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom now. I'm going to the ladies' room to freshen up. Anybody wants to spot <laughs> me? Now, I say that about some of the players. Some of them were, like, absolutely fantastic. M- McCordy's were great. Gronk was always really nice. I mean, a, a lot of, like, Duran Harmon, he was great. There's a lot of them who were very, very kind. And then there were some of them who were like, who are you? And I was like, I've been here for four years, you know? So it, I was there for a while, but... <clears throat> I was just thinking of the movie Snakes on a Plane, and then um, when you said Gronk, I'd be like, what if it was Gronk on a plane? And it's just all little Gronks everywhere. I think that would be an amazing (laughs) I I don't know how far the plane would make it. (laughs) Little Gronk gremlins. Okay, Um, this is really eye-opening. I said we're going to get to the Sweet 16, but let's get to Julian Edelman really, really quick. Yesterday, there was a video put out on the social media world of Julian Edelman and Tom Brady having a little practice session. There's a lot of talk that this video is actually from last year, but it was posted yesterday. I tweeted out that if Julian Edelman goes to Tampa, he's added to my hate list. Wow. Is there any chance he's retired? I mean, Edelman is allegedly retired. I think he's been hit in the head a few too many times to make a comeback, but if he's going to make a comeback anywhere, I think it's with Tom, and this just pisses me off. And has Gronk said either way what he's doing? He has not. Because I know he's got some development deals out here in L.A. He's got some work out here. He's a busy oh. man. Mm-hmm. Wow. What, what do you know? He's just working on projects. I think he has, uh, I think he has like a first look deal or maybe even an overall deal at one of the um, studios and or networks, which means like if Gronk takes something to them, like they're basically paying Gronk maybe millions of dollars to just come up with Gronk ideas. <laughs> what? <laughs> Me? No, don't have one. Gronk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he can come up with any idea whatsoever, whether they use it or not, he gets paid? It would be it would be stuff for him to be in. So, like, I, I do have a friend who's working on a, a project with him as the host. And so, luckily, they developed it, um, a friend and, and another friend, and then they brought it to Gronk and said, do you want it attached to this? And then he goes, yes or no, and then they take it to the studio and say Gronk is the talent here is the concept wow let's well, make hopefully, some money hopefully it's a little bit better than those uh insurance commercials no I the the one show that I know about is really fun okay good really fun yeah yeah because I think um uncensored Gronk and just Gronk in his natural habitat is hilarious I think sometimes he struggles a little bit when cameras are on 
Well, and the nice thing is um, my friend has worked with him before. Oh, and good. so I think you, you go, okay, this is what Gronk is good at. And that sort of tends to be um, kind of athletes or non-performers in general of being like, you know, Peyton's obviously the outlier of like, he just knows his lane and he knows what's good. And that's what makes him so funny. But there are, you know, actors, you see do it. Um, or people that are coming, you know, just from outside of the comedy world or outside of the performing world. And you go, oh, they haven't really found, um, what their, what their thing is yet. But I think Gronk, knows and I think he works with people that know what he's good at. Wow, you are so connected in the world. You know all of the scoop that's going on. So if you hear Bitch, I just asked you about a plane for twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear about Gronk signing any other major deals, maybe we can break news on this podcast that Gronk's not going back to football because you yeah. have sources. No, because there's money out here. And I saw a really funny tweet from Will Blackman um yesterday who I love, who I used to work with at the NFL. Very, very Funny, smart, cool, former athlete, um, and who's now a sommelier and is very big Ooh, in the wine world. Our yes. guy Shaq was with some sommeliers this past weekend. And he um, he was like, yeah, this whole, like, more than an athlete thing is, like, fine, but I was fine being an athlete. <laughs> like, it's like, you, you, you do see a lot of um, guys and gals and non-binary folks thinking about what is going to be after sports for them. And a lot of people have made such an incredible transition to the to the point of, I'm like, oh my God. I remember when Blake Griffin did Just for Laughs, which is like the biggest comedy festival in the world. Everyone was like, what the heck? And it's like, Blake Griffin is not taking your spot, okay? Like, that's a different spot. I love it. Okay, so it is March, which means March Madness. This past week was phenomenal. I think it's probably... The best four days of sports, obviously, it started on Thursday, went into Sunday. Now we have 16 teams left. And if you've been following along on this podcast and following us on social media, you know that there's an extra points talent bracket pool. I mean, there is an extra points bracket pool for everybody. The winner gets $1,000. But among the talent, the loser is going to have to pick from the cap of consequences. So among all of us extra points personalities, Mark Gunnels from Lemon Pepper Parlay is currently leading the bracket. He just joined us at extra points maybe, I don't know, a week ago. So I think this is a big I don't think he should. Mark. He shouldn't be allowed to be in it then. I think yeah, you, I think you got, it's like health insurance. You got to be here three months before you're getting these, okay? <laughs> and I'm only saying that because I do believe I may be close or if you not are in the bottom last. spot. Oh, no. You are in dead last, Megan. Three <sighs> of your final four teams are gone. Oh, no. And so this is problematic because you might have to pick from the cap of consequences, and the day you might have to pick might align with the day that you have to give birth. And there's just a, there's, I got a lot going on already. You, you know? do. You already filed a tax extension. You have a baby coming, but you have a lot of people weighing in on what this consequence should be. Your friend Rachel Bonetta like was on extra points yesterday. I mean, she threw out there that you should be banned from Benihana for a whole year. That's a lot. <laughs> that's, you, a, that's a hate crime to someone from Indiana. That's, um, that's not good. Chef wants to name your kid. I don't know how no. to tell him that your kid's already named. No. I saw someone throw out no epidural. That was, no. that was out there. Yep. Absolutely not. I'm really concerned. So when Rachel texted me yesterday, she goes, I'm sorry they asked me 
because you're not doing well actually she didn't even say that she goes they asked me what your consequence should be and I go there's gotta be idiots over there doing worse than me and here I come to find out nope I'm the biggest idiot <laughs> and I'm concerned for you because I imagine you have Purdue in the final four I actually don't <laughs> oh okay because they're playing St. Peter's and I do think they'll win but yeah. uh St. Peter they are they are the darlings of they're the Cinderella thing. this year the Peacocks love that mascot um I love their coach it's so fun um to see when we cut to like a coach who just like tells it you know you're like yep. this is a real human being I love their one white player who is so good so <laughs> funny I saw a hilarious TikTok that was like when you see a team of only one white boy you know that white boy can ball and um, he can ball and he can ball because it's like if you're gonna have one white he's got to be good so yeah I it's tough to Purdue is now in the sweet 16 I'm so 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 excited um Jaden Ivy and his mother she who is, is the, the head, head coach, coach Notre of Notre Dame. She is also in the Sweet 16. So there's been amazing pictures. She played for the Fever at one point, and there was a picture that came out of her holding little baby Jaden. Mm-hmm. I have such high hopes that the Pacers organization figures out a way to get him on the team because the thing is it would sell tickets. I have so many Purdue friends that are like, we would buy season tickets if we could see him play. I have pregnant Purdue friends that are thinking about naming their baby Ivy. Um, we just love him. Travion Williams, I love. I th- I am, I'm all in on this Purdue team, but it is hard to be going up against the Cinderella. I think they should. They shouldn't have a problem. They should win. I mean, this, this has got to be it. St. Peter's got very lucky because Murray State had an upset, so then they got to play Murray State, which is the lesser yeah. opponent. I mean, they're, I'm not trying to dis discredit Murray State, but um, I think they they dodged a bullet there with the seeding. So this Cinderella story is going to come to an end, but how are you feeling knowing that you might have to pick from this cap? Are you not going to good. talk to your doctor? Um, I'm not are feeling there, good. Are there boundaries on what you would and wouldn't do? We know no epidural is too far, but you know where I mean, do we the, draw the line? The thing is, it's like if they want me to eat something funky, my heart burns so bad that it's like, fine, I'll eat something funky. I just, um, you know, I will be taking the social media and playing the victim. Okay. So if if it's, you know, it's not going to be good, whatever I'm asked to do, and I will be calling it pregnant abuse, and I will try and get the comedy community against the sports community. Wow. So, okay. yeah, I'm going to be fighting you know, I've already fire with couple, fire. I've already <laughs> taken a couple of issues to our HR department, at extra who, is, who is the HR department? I don't know. We, I don't think we have one, but I just keep telling Sal that I'm taking people to HR. Yeah, I'm, oh man, I am worried. You know, I go to the doctor on Friday. I wonder if I can get a doctor's note. Because the thing is, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do what they want me to do. But if it puts me into an early labor... <laughs> Another thing that was brought up was maybe have Spaghetti, our producer Eddie Spaghetti, raise your child. And to me, that's best case scenario. <laughs> I think Eddie would do a great job. And then I'm off the hook. If As long as I can still like photograph with him and be like, happy Mother's Day. And, he, and the baby's like, I don't know who this bitch is. I think um, Eddie would be a good dad. Now, if Harry yeah. was raising your kid, I think we'd have some serious problems there. But I think Eddie would do all right. I would entrust anyone at Extra Points to raise my son. Anyone? Have you seen Harry? Yep, I trust Harry. 
Traveling over him. the world with your baby? Yep. He's in a race car today. Your infant <laughs> baby would be in a race car. I think he'd hand him to like a pit crew member and be like, watch this kid. <laughs> It'd be like a uh, baby's day out every day. It really would. Wow. He, uh, I wonder if your baby would be good luck for some of his bets too. Oh, of course. And you know that baby would, he'd have him gambling. I, I worry he'd be opening up accounts in little baby Conrado's name, Young, you know? And then by the time Conrado's 18, he's like, why is my credit 200? And it's like, well, you know, we had a bad year at the Derby. <laughs> All right. So as we mentioned, Sweet 16 is down to Gonzaga and Arkansas, Michigan, Villanova, Texas Tech, Duke, Purdue, St. Peter's, Houston, Arizona, Providence, Kansas, UNC, UCLA, Iowa State, and Miami. And I have to talk to the Michigan alums who are listening to this show. I have to talk to you. I, I'm, I might need you someday. I think we all might need you someday. Because if any one of us ever faces any sort of issue with imaging, maybe getting canceled... Any of these things, I think we need to contact the Michigan alum because Jawan Howard obviously didn't end the season on a very high note because of the fight that happened in the handshake line. So there were a lot of videos talking about maybe his, his character, this whole thing was out there, you know, recruiting. Disagree. Now, disagree. Now, Michigan here, they got smart and they mm -hmm. said, okay, how can we come up with a little rebrand for our guy Jawan Howard during the tournament? So all the Michigan alums, they picked up their phone and they called CBS and they said, we need cameras on Jawan oh. Howard the entire time. We oh. need them. So please capture everything with Jawan Howard. We want the high fives. We want the hugs. We want to just totally rebrand him. And so Michigan wins this game. And of course, mm -hmm. we have all of the beautiful shots of Jawan Howard after the game. He's hugging a Tennessee player. They're both, oh. it looks like they're crying. So then we cut to... The studio show and the whole studio show is and this is the side of Juwan Howard that yes. we've been waiting to see. So I think this is an absolute home run by Michigan alums. This is smart for recruiting. They're in the Sweet 16 again, and now Juwan Howard looks like a saint. And then the number one Michigan alum, Adam Schefter, he tweets out the video. Michigan knows that he has a lot of followers. This was planned. I'm convinced it was planned. See, and I, but we've been on Jawan Howard's side the whole time. So yes. when they were saying like, this might impact recruiting, I'm like, all I'm seeing the takes are like, damn, I wish I had a coach that would throw hands for me. So it's like, if anything, I think it would help my recruiting. And Jawan Howard is cool. You know, he's one of the fab five. There's yes. a 30 for 30 about him. When he got the job, he cried. Remember that press conference? I do. It was so moving. His son plays on the team. His wife was there, and she had these hilarious Harry Carey glasses on and pulled them off. Like, they are so fun and visually stimulating. And, I, and Michigan, <clears throat> as like... And, and I'm sure you feel this way as a Northwestern alum. It's like Michigan is always kind of thought of as like the best of the Big Ten. Like the smartest, the best at sports. Yeah, I'm so and jealous then, of them. It's not even funny. Yeah, and so then like a, a Purdue, a Northwestern, we're like, oh, okay, we're chopped liver. He makes me like Michigan um, just by being there and seeing Jalen in the stands. I, I get so upset when I see the boys crying. And I know some of them are like 22 to 25 because they've been able to like red shirt and have eligibility. But I still think of them as boys because they're in college. And when I saw, and he was like a little player too. Mm -hmm. Juwan Howard's probably 
six seven, you know, tall. And that that Tennessee player folded in like under his wing like a little baby bird. And and Jawan held him. Um Oh my gosh, like a nurturing black father. And I said, this is beautiful. This is going to go in a commercial. Yeah, this is going to be so like... They, I mean, it was all planted. This is sort of the idea that we had a couple weeks ago, the Good Samaritan camera. And so they Michigan funded this for CBS and then paid everybody off to talk about it. So that becomes the story. And I'm on to them, but I'm not knocking them because I like Jawan Howard. I do. I like this Michigan team as jealous as I am of Michigan. I like this Michigan team. But I'm just saying, if any of us ever end up in trouble, let's contact the Michigan alums, and then they can make it. They can make good with us, and we can get Schefter to tweet out us doing Good Samaritan acts. As a Big Ten gal, the Big Ten, I mean, people are roasting us because um, I believe we had ten teams in and seven lost in the first round. Yeah, um, something like bad, and then <clears throat> and so now it's just Michigan and Purdue left. Um, who, who, who you, who you rooting for? Um, I gotta be honest. I like Michigan more than Purdue, but I have Villanova going pretty far. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, take Villanova. My favorite two teams left are probably Villanova and UCLA. Yeah. And I hope Jaime is able to play. I was going to try and pronounce his last name, even though CJ's told me it like 25 times. Um, I hope because he did end up getting, um, injured at the end of UCLA's win, uh, an ankle. So yes. he's going to have a week. He's our best player. Um, and so if they don't have him, that seems really bad. But uh, all the reports are like, he's the type of kid that if he if there's a chance he can play, he's playing. Well, they showed the picture of the ankle, too. I, it I don't look that. very good. That, I, that's on par with seeing the boys cry. I go, oh, nope. I, nope. Mama can't see that. Nope. Okay, so um, we will be thinking about you, <clears throat> Megan, as... We inch closer to this cap of consequences. Oh, uh, I, I do think it would be really funny if at your doctor's appointment you got it addressed specifically to Cousin Sal and all of the extra points people. I just ask her so many weird questions already that I think she's going to be like, oh my God, what? I'm reading a podcast letter for you. She like calls DCFS. She's like, I don't think they're, they're suited yeah, to maybe I, Maybe I just forge it and be like, this is from my doctor. You know? Just take a little piece of paper from one of her pads so it has, like, from the office. Of. I bet they'll go easy on me. Yeah, because you're pregnant. Yeah. I deserve it. <laughs> and the thing is, they got wives. They know. They have kids. They do. Okay. Um, let's move on to a little bit of baseball. Your Dodgers are so freaking good. I mean, they signed Freddie Freeman. They spent money, a lot money, of money, money. So right now, their money. lineup is Mookie, Trey Turner, Freddie uh. Freeman, Justin Turner, Max Muncie, Will Smith, Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger, and AJ Pollock. Every single one of them has made an All Star game except for Smith. I um. Uh, Freddie's smile, wow, lights up a room. And there was video of him walking into the, like, the Dodgers, you know, headquarters. And he had on Louboutins, mm -hmm. red bottoms. So mm -hmm. I think Freddie's like, we're moving on up, okay? Thrilled to be in L.A., um, yeah, so excited to have him. There were reports that came out that the Braves had only called him twice during the offseason. So it almost seems like they didn't want him. Um, and then 
we sent Kenley Jansen to the Braves. I think that was like a, you know, a peace offering. Say we take your badass and you can have this guy who has really cute kids and is fun but might be past his prime. So I just love the Dodgers and I love that they the thing is when you when you re root for the team that's the richest, you're like, yeah, yeah okay, whatever. Get more money than <laughs> I mean it's not right. See, I've never like been in this Dodgers. position. Well I like the Dodgers and now I almost think they're too good. Yeah. Yeah they're like, they people talk about them buying championships. It's LA, baby. Money rules. And it's like, spend more. Mets, spend. Yeah, I I know, I know you're right. The White Sox, they're, they're definitely not, not going to spend. But. but you guys got, did we talk about this last time you got Joe Kelly? Yeah, we love him. We love him. Oh, We're very love him. They look good in spring training, so so I'm I'm op optimistic. Cautiously, because like you, I root for a team that doesn't spend money. Well, you root for the Dodgers, they spend money, but your other teams, you know, you get it. No, Midwest. my other teams. The other day when we were watching Purdue, CJ goes, can't you just root, can't you just pick a team that wins? And I'm like, no, this is no. my birthright. Yeah. And so, yes, I am now a Dodgers fan. I live in Los Angeles. People don't understand it. I didn't grow up with a baseball team. And I came here and the Dodgers stadium is 10 minutes from my house. It's so beautiful. I love it. I love hot dogs. They have the same color palette as the Colts. It, it fell in perfectly. Games are so fun. Um, families bring in coolers, Cheetos. I mean, that's the thing that's like hard to wrap your head around is because when you go to a Dodgers game, it still feels very like family friendly and fun mm -hmm. that it's hard to be like, this is the richest team because it stayed kind of humble in its, in at least its vibe. And, I, and, and you do not get that at Lakers games. No, definitely not. No. I've been watching that, um, the winning time winning time winning time yes big fan of that but uh i i'm not caught up otherwise i would do a little review with i'm you one i'm one up behind one oh i'm too yeah. um so you were in la this weekend did you watch the la marathon no but i saw signs for it and then i saw people on my instagram running it and i asked my dear husband cj how much would you have to get paid to run a marathon what did he and say he said fifty thousand. Fifty thousand? Oh my god! I wish someone would pay me fifty thousand. I'm like that psycho who keeps freaking signing up. Like I'm spending a ridiculous amount of money yeah. to run these marathons. Like the registration right. fee alone, and then I I had to buy them because I got a pair for free, and now I just can't go back. They make these shoes, the Nike Alpha Fly Next Percent, and they are literally super shoes. They make you run so much faster, but you can only wear them for about a hundred miles, and then they're they're uh -huh. done. So well, I that got, would last me like ten years. Well, I got a free pair, and then I've been training in them. How'd you get a free pair? I, I know a girl at Nike. You got connects. Yeah. Wait, how much is a pair of these super shoes? Like $300. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. So I started okay, training so in you're them, addicted and now to them. my training shoes are, like, done, and I need a new pair for the race, so I, I had to get them because this is important to me. And then, you know, flying to Boston, staying Well, in and I'm so sure I'm, you want to... I'm paying to run this stupid thing. Yeah. I'm sure you want to stay in, like, a nice hotel. You know, you don't want to be in, like... you got to get in the zone. You do. You know? Yeah. And then, I don't know if you saw, but our <laughs> boss, Cousin Sal, was at the marathon. But just at it. Yeah, he was actually <laughs> trying to give runners chicken legs at mile Great. 11. Great. Yeah. Um, once the, uh, the Chicago marathon where I lived, I lived east of Lakeshore Drive. Mm -hmm. I know that seems... 
People it doesn't, were like, how? So you lived they, in the lake. I lived in the lake. There were like two buildings east of it. You know, it was like when, when Lake, whatever. And so they go down Lakeshore Drive and I, I was like stranded, you know, like I was like locked in my building and I had a Weight Watchers meeting and I, so I ran for like two blocks, you know, like started on the east side of the street, like trying to move over. I had my purse, my jacket and jeans on and was like trying to get west so I could get to my Weight Watchers meeting, and I made it. <laughs> so I've run two blocks of the Chicago Marathon. Wow. The Chicago Marathon's a fun one, but that that's tough. You do have to move with the crowd if you Oh, my cross. God. It's, like, so scary. They don't come... The LA Marathon doesn't come as far as I live, but I was there on... I was over in West Hollywood on Friday night, and I saw all the signs for like road closures and it honestly gave me stress just imagining people running it have you ever done the LA one I haven't done the LA I was thinking about signing up for next year because it's like you know I live in Florida so I can't do a fall marathon because there's no way I'm going to train through the summer here oh it's true. just it's not going to happen so it, it the timing works out I am concerned about the weather in LA though because if we get an 80 degree day I'm just not going to be able to do that Oh, and it's going to be 90 today. That's why I'm going to a um, cabana. I'm taking my, you know, when you see a hippo in water, that's what yes. I'm going to be doing today. I can't wait. <sighs> yeah. So the LA marathon is tough for me. Um, for our <coughs> listeners, before we go, let's update them a little bit. Megan obviously is pregnant. She's been pregnant the whole time we've been doing this show. She is due in less a than month. a month, less yeah. than a month. Uh, give us the rundown. What do you, what do you think? Are we going to be able to bet on anything to do with your baby? Are we going to be able to bet yeah. on the weight? Um, yeah. Cause the weight is really up in the air. Okay. Um, there, the early reports coming out of the baby combine are that he's going to be 10 pounds. If I go to full term. Jesus. So they're talking about yanking him a little early. And would that go down to eight pounds, nine pounds? I don't know. Um, will I be able to squeeze him out of me? I think that's a coin toss at best. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you guys can be betting on whether I need a C-section, um, how they get him out of me. People have been telling me they got fentanyl at the hospital. I'm like, what is going on? I really wanted to be able to take a hospital tour. I heard that's like really fun and you, you get to see the maternity ward and like where everything happens. And they're suspended right now still because of COVID. Oh. So I don't get to do that. Um, but yeah, lots of um, his little sneakers are about to be hung up on the wall. All I did during um, the first, the round of 64 and the round of 32 for March Madness was fold baby clothes and watch the games. And it was so fun. The baby clothes are so cute. And he's got so much Colts gear, so much Pacers gear. Um, I don't know if a baby has ever gotten so much um, gear for an NBA team that's tanking. But he, he's, he is decked out. He's ready to go. So I think as we get closer... Yeah, we'll put some weight because sometimes the weight can be way off. They'll tell someone you're going to have a 10 pound baby and they have a six pound baby. And then they go, oh, you got a fat umbilical cord. <laughs> wow. I didn't yeah. know that. 
Yeah. See, I feel very underprepared for when I decide to have kids because I feel like they don't tell you anything. No. And you got, and like, you'll end up reading. You kind of learn on the fly. I may need to be induced. I don't know anything about that at this point. I do need to read about it. Um, everyone was like, this newsletter came out. And then it's like, every, there's conflicting reports from everywhere. So it's like, your doctor can say one thing and then you see something that's on, um, I was going to say WebMD, but you know, I, I, it's, it's all, it's all over the place and the things you need to take and the stuff you need to do. Luckily I have a lot of friends that have had babies. I have a lot of pregnant friends right now. I think COVID was fertile for people. It definitely was. What's the first drink you're going to have when this is all over? You know what? I was thinking, I really want an espresso martini because mm-hmm. that kind of combines like two things you're not like really supposed to have. Yeah. Um, and I cannot wait to be able to smoke a fat joint. Yeah. And which I will not be doing for a while, you know, because it's like oh, I think I would get. No, I think I'll just be like, "Where's the baby?" You know, I'll get truly paranoid. And it's like motherhood may cure me of smoking weed. And um, yeah, the sushi is exciting to me, but there's also this drink called Lover Boy okay. that is um, alcohol like sweet tea or tea that is the a drink that was made by this like couple that's on summer house one of my favorite Mm -hmm. reality shows and people say it's not very good but it's like i want to have it and i don't want to waste it on a pregnancy drink you can't drink when you're pregnant just not a lot um because it's like if it's not good then i'll be sad but i've been having lots of shirley temples lots of um sherbet rainbow ice cream so yeah, we're in the we're in the final stretch. The crib gets here on Sunday. Oh my god, it's real. It's happening. It's happening. And he's so big now that he has like alien style movements. So like I'll look down at my belly and it is like shifting a body inside of me. Oh yeah. my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I I can't wait to meet him. I'm also really excited too, but on everything related to your pregnancy. We'll have a little extra points thing. So Yeah. And don't forget, also, our March Prop Culture Contest is live, which is basically an Oscar pool. I feel like I'll be good at that one. You're going to be great. I need to catch up on all the movies. I've been trying uh, to do it this week. Too many. There's too many. I also Um, am very anti-movie. Just please make it a series and I'll binge watch it. Have you seen Belfast yet? Mm -mm, Belfast is great. Belfast is great. Um, Tick, tick, boom. I had some fun with. I did not like licorice pizza at all. Um, So, yeah, CJ threw out all my screeners. So (laughs) I don't know know how I'm going to watch everything. Uh, All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We will be back with another edition of Megan Fun of Sports next week. Until then, rate, review, subscribe, and follow us all on social media. We'll see you next week. Go Colts!